Maybe you don't want to hang out with someone that cusses a lot, but they do. That doesn't make them a bad person. Right. I think you need to open up your mind, right? Yeah. Maybe going to a club's not your thing, but if you're there for a bachelorette party, I think compromising, which everybody did a great job of, those things are important. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland in the house, place to be. I'm only 19, but my mind is older. No. Name that lyric. You're not 19. (laughs) A little mob deep. Little little interesting thing that happened this week with Jordan. I thought I got a kick out of it, but go ahead. Well, basically, you were listening to an old song, Mob Deep. She recognized a lyric that was from what movie? With from Lynn Hamilton. Manuel. It was from, from Hamilton. Hamilton, and I didn't recognize it myself when I first heard it. But you know, when you hear a lyric and it's familiar, you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know this lyric. I just can't place it at the moment." Mm-hmm. And she happened to be listening to Mob Deep with me, and I was breaking down East Coast, West Coast. And like how that sound, and and she all of a sudden she goes, oh, that was from uh, Hamilton, and it was like a mm-hmm. random lyric in the song. So, so nice did job. it make you proud or what? Made me very proud. I was like, this child, look at her, and you know we listen to you know, rap, and she kind of does her little hands, so she like she follows along. She enjoys mm-hmm. uh, rap. I think she just likes the lyrics. Um, of all the kids, I think she enjoys the '90s and early 2000s, like hip hop, R and B. Yeah, she literally like listens to it while she's taking a shower and. I keep telling her you could be famous on on TikTok right. if yeah. you just like start belting out these '90s <laughs> tunes and she well, she do it. yeah she likes she likes like '90s R and B. She also likes like old like rap, hip-hop. yeah, yeah, and like Jasmine likes new rap, yeah. yeah so she wants yeah. to take you to a Kendrick Lamar concert, right? Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> um, I have a question for you: If yep. there were three foods that you had to just you'd be okay with them leaving the earth, okay, what would they be? Leave mayonnaise gone. Oh. Just I'm so against that. Yeah, it's just yeah. What's my said? You the, would the, never the new be able rebranding of mayonnaise. Yeah, is, you would uh, never be able to have aioli again. You aioli. love mm. garlic aioli. It's made with mayonnaise. Yeah. You I, also I, like a good that. potato salad every now and then if it's mm. made right. And yeah, mayonnaise is in potato salad. But I can cast it away. You I'm know sure what there's I, alternatives. I mean, they they've made alternatives for meat. They can make alternatives for mayonnaise. I think you don't like the way that it's creamy or like, what do you I don't not like the consistency? Yeah. I'm not big on that. Okay. I love mayonnaise. <laughs> so you asked me the question. I know. What else? What else would you off? Uh, um, I want our listeners to think of this too. Like three foods that you would just say never need to exist again. And I'd be fine with it. What is it? The red radish? What is the, not, not the red radish. A what beet? Is it? No, not beet. Uh, it is, um, a radish. Not a red, not a radish. It is the um, red cabbage. Why? It's it in is? salads. Yeah, it's horrible. Get rid of it. 
Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing that's in the like um what is that? Uh coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Coleslaw can go to hell. <laughs> like get rid of coleslaw completely. Do you I think know it what's would make in coleslaw? Mayonnaise. Right. And and like mayonnaise, vinegar, and sugar and cabbage. Yep. Who said that that went together? Mm-hmm. But we went mm-hmm. to a barbecue place recently and the girls that I was with, they were all about the coleslaw. Yeah. Well, I, I could know, deal without coleslaw ever in my life. The world would be a better place without coleslaw. Yeah, I'm I agree. You. I mean, world hunger would be solved just because you got rid of that. Then I don't know how, but somehow, some way we would find different ways to feed people and everything would be much okay, better. Okay. So yours are mayonnaise, red cabbage, <laughs> coleslaw. <laughs> all the things that are in Coleslaw. Okay. <laughs> what else? Do you have another one? I remember as a kid, my aunt made me eat, um, is it veal? Not mm-hmm. veal. It's like- Spam? It's not. It's not spam. It was like a nasty meat. I think it was like, like not veal. It was like- um, Veal's kind of a delicacy. It's, yeah. It wasn't veal. It was It was something, something else. Something cheap? Or yeah, what? it was like something cheap, but bologna, it, was, it was nasty. spam, Vienna yeah. sausages in a can. I don't think I've ever had- Liver? Uh, is that it what you're saying? It was liver. Yeah. It was liver. Okay. Yeah. I could deal without liver ever yeah. being on the planet again, but my granny loved yeah. liver and onions. Do you like chitlins? No. Nope. Like, not even with hot sauce? Nope. Okay. I don't like, okay, my three would be beets. They taste mm. like the earth. I don't want to eat a beet ever in life. It just, I love all vegetables. I'm pretty sure beets are saving lives right now. Yeah. Yeah, I beet juice I can handle, but right. eating a beet and beet salad, I want to vomit. Okay. Um, and ironically, yesterday I was with my sister and her new soon-to-be father-in-law made a plate of fruit. And I was like, oh, what's this? And my sister grabbed it, threw it in her mouth, and she goes, oh, God, it's a beet. It's so good. And I thought, well, let me grow up a little. <laughs> and so I tried it, and I was like, yep, nope, this is on my list. And so- Yep, still the same. Yeah. Shitty. Yep, so yep. I just wonder why we're sisters, though. Like, why she could love something that I hate with a uh, passion. But anyway, so that's beets number one. Number two, I can't say I've ever eaten it, but I could deal without it on the earth, on the shelves in the grocery store. Pickled pig's feet. Oh God, yeah. Does your mouth hurt right now yeah, thinking I'm, about yeah, it? I got to drink some water. Yeah. yeah. And then number three, I love menudo, like this, uh-huh. the span, you know, Mexican soup. Right. But I don't like the tripe, which is the underbelly of the stomach of the cow. Like I'm good on tripe. When would that's what's in menudo? Oh, so I'm cool on tripe. Mm, okay. And then I would add coleslaw. Yeah. But other than that, we're not picky eaters. Well, okay. What is the common thing that people eat that you can say? Uh, I can do without spam. I don't, you think that's common? Mm, I don't I, think it's a common thing. Well, it's common thing. in the like, Asian community. Yeah, I'm like the only Asian that doesn't eat spam. I don't want it on sushi. I don't want it there must in be my some eggs. type of conspiracy because spam is probably the worst thing on the planet for you. Well, for you, yes, but yeah. so are freaking hot wings and hot Cheetos and lots of other. I don't think things. hot wings are that bad. Uh, okay, well they're fried. Fried little baby chickens. <laughs> People could not face the fact that, that hot wings are baby chickens. And, and, you know, and they just, you know, you just need to deal with it. That's what it is. Oh but I will tell you the one thing, and it's going to surprise you. Okay. I don't really care for sandwiches. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not a big deal. Sandwiches. That's because your sandwiches are dry <laughs> AF because you don't put mayonnaise on them. No, I just am not a big sandwich person. Like someone says, oh, I packed the sandwiches. I'd be like, really? 
Well, when we were in Miami a couple months ago, someone invited us to go eat lunch at a sandwich place. And I was like, no, that's okay. Like, because I know you're not going to want to eat there. Like, you would not. We were somewhere and someone said, hey, do you want sandwiches? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, we were with my family. Uh, yes, it was Basically no camping, right? And they were like, Eddie, you want a sandwich? We're going to. And you go, no, thanks. <laughs> and I looked at you like, There's no I doubt. said, he wants a sandwich. <laughs> Well, because there almost, were no other options. Like it was like that's what they were serving for lunch, and I just looked at it's you. It's like crazy. my brain went into this like auto like auto response. And Someone I was like, "Is he going like, to starve? No. You're just going <laughs> to starve then, yeah." And then you were like, "Um, I only want the bread and the meat, and maybe like the lettuce. And that's it." I'm like, no, I said lettuce, tomatoes, and just mustard. That's why you don't like sandwiches because you're doing them wrong. No, but I, I, yeah, I'm not big on bread like that. Like, yeah, uh, whatever. Which but. is why I stopped at Jersey Mike's the other day, got myself a turkey sandwich, and it was delightful. Yeah, so, but I'll just yeah, eat that stuff without that, you. <laughs> I don't. Okay, can you pick another one? Another one? What? Like a common thing? Like, like, do you want to get rid of hot dogs, or do you? No, like- I like hot dogs very much. <laughs> but okay, if you had hot dogs, sandwiches, burgers, like something I really common, pizza. I want them all. You get get choose one. I Ones want tacos. Go. I want tacos. Yeah, I want them all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm doing away with sandwiches. I got to mm-hmm. keep tacos. Love tacos. Mm-hmm. Tacos are something like. Well, that means you could get rid of pizza then because pizza could be a sandwich. It's like crust and tomatoes and cheese. All of the things that make your stomach hurt. I only really like two types of pizza and it's in a very specific place. Shout out to Numero Uno. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. Deep, uh, di- deep dish crust. Deep dish mm-hmm. crust and Zello. Yeah. Zello is like a cornmeal pizza. Right. You like yeah. specialty pizza. Right. You don't yeah, like bougie with pizza. Well. You also are very lactose intolerant, <laughs> yes, so yeah. you stay away from it most I of do, the time. I do. I so. do. I'm not lactose intolerant, and I love pizza. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. I have a second <laughs> kind of what in the world. This is my what in the world. Okay. We, um, it's been a crazy last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We got back from Italy. Um, hopefully, you guys listened to those episodes. They were absolutely insane when it came to all of the challenges that traveling um, as a family posed for us. And- then as soon as we got back from Italy, I got back on Sunday and then Wednesday got right back on a plane, went to Austin, Texas right. for my sister's bachelorette party. And I specifically rented this house because it had a pool and I knew right. that it was 114 degrees in Austin. So got this Airbnb, um, beautiful home. We walk in, we're really impressed, like happy with it, great space. And then we had a whole itinerary. Day one, we get there, we kind of chill, maybe get in the pool that night. But Saturday, we were having like a uh, pool party, like just for the women staying in the house. And we were going to try to cool off. We bought pool floaties. We bought sunglasses and, you know, bathing suit wraps and all these fun things for a pool party. Drinks specifically for a pool party day. And we go to take the cover off of the pool and I put my foot in, like stood on the first step and had to jump out because it was almost (laughs) boiling. I'm not joking. Like my foot was burned. And so I jump out and I'm like, nobody's going to believe this. Like The pool's boiling. And so if I had to guess what temperature, I'd say 105 degrees. And I'm saying that because outside, again, it was like 114 and in the pool, because it was wet and I wasn't anticipating probably right. a jacuzzi, it burned my foot. What do you think we sh- – what temperature do you think we shower with? Um, 
I don't know. Yeah. I, 70 maybe? Like, <laughs> no, it's got to be hotter than that. I mean, sometimes I like a hot shower. Like, do you think it was degrees? shower? Like, Absolutely just, not. It was hotter than shower hotter than water. Hotter than your shower. Wow. If okay, I, I just want to give context yeah, to people. If I ran a bathtub, right. like in the middle of the winter. Cranking up the water, cold I water. would be sweating yeah. in this water. Like, <laughs> it was unswimmable. Right. And so I just want to know, like, you rent a house specifically for a pool, and then what do you do when the pool is boiling? Well, you said you got some some context for people who live in Texas. Okay, so Jessica, shout out to Jessica who works for us. She's like, oh, yeah, people in Austin, we don't swim in our pools in the summer. And I go, how the <laughs> hell would people know that? I don't understand, though. Like, we live in an area where in the summer it's also 105 degrees, right, right. sometimes 110, sometimes 114 my pool's never over 70 degrees. No, like, no, never, no. right? And then, you know, my family's from Northern California, definitely 110 consistently during all of July. And so my sister is appalled. Right. Never before in history has the pool ever been jacuzzi status, <laughs> right? And so I'm like messaging the Airbnb girl. She was really lovely to work with. And she said, uh, some of our guests in the past have just added a couple of bags of ice. <laughs> and I thought, and so the, the girls I'm with are like, oh, good idea. Was I that, go, wait. Guys, these are, there are thousands of gallons <laughs> of boiling hot water in a pot outside in wait, the ground. Wait. There's no way 10 bags of fucking ice is going to cool down a 105 degree tub of water. Wait, was this after you called me? When you called me, I said, maybe you can get bags of ice. Yeah, and I thought you were yeah, equally so as I just stupid. Wonder, was this before that conversation or was I adding to the... This was adding to my frustration, right? <laughs> so someone else had told you the ice thing and I said... Yeah, yeah. the Airbnb lady said, <laughs> okay. oh, try so adding a couple bags crazy. of ice. And then you said it and I was like, what is wrong with people, right? And so I'm calculating in my head, like, because it has to be a science project. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. How many bags of ice at what? Negative four degrees. Right. Would it take to, you know, not boil 105 degrees of water? Right, right. Thousands of gallons. That seems really wasteful. Like, Well, I don't think a pool has thousands of gallons. Uh, let me Google it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just tell you. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking. I was like, what is the average... How many gallons are in a pool on average? How many gallons average? of water I'm, are I'm thinking, in I'm thinking you probably pool. have like 600 gallons of water. You th absolutely not. No, more than absolutely that? Absolutely not. 15,360 gallons. Is the average. That is 16 feet wide by four deep, which okay. who has a pool that small? Wow. I did not realize that. I have no concept of how many. Clearly, like, like you liquids. thought there's 600 <laughs> gallons. You thought you could go to the store, buy 600 <laughs> bottles of water and fill up your fucking pool. I guess I never thought about it like that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of going to the store, <laughs> yeah. at some point we're like, okay, let's really think this through. How many, how many bags of ice would it take to just slightly cool it down? Like let's take you it from Siri, let's take it from 105 to just like a solid <laughs> 90 degrees. I don't know, right? And so we decide, like, okay, let's put some money together. Everybody start instacarting some ice. So the girls get on their phones, right? We're with like eight women. And, you know, Monica is like, I just Instacarted 15 bags of ice. Verna, I just got 12 bags. Next girl, I just got 15 also. 
Next one, I got 10. Next girl, like literally it's like 15, 10, 14, 12, 15, right? So everybody in the house orders 15 bags of ice. Yeah. They're randomly getting delivered. And I'm, I'm going to make a TikTok on this because I thought it was absolutely absurd, right? So we're going to take all these bags. And I was like, okay, so we got a solid 65 bags. Like, that's good. Let's right. just start. Let's right. just see what actually happens. So we take it in the back. Now, mind you, here's the problem. We don't have a cover on our pool. And so I'm a firm believer that when you they had a nice electric cover over the pool. Yeah. And the instructions for the house were make sure you keep the pool covered anytime you're not using it because there's lots of leaves and blah, blah, blah. And I know for certain that that leather cover was sitting on top of the pool, baking it. From oh, the sun. yeah. Like yeah. it makes it three million degrees hotter just, than it needs it, to be. And it be. traps the heat. It's trapping it in yeah, there, right? Yeah. So, which is why it's boiling now, right, right? Right. So the lady says, leave the top off overnight, which I was going to anyways. And I was like, okay. So in the morning, it went down a couple degrees, but now it's not boiling, but it's still not swimmable. So we start 15 bags here, 15 bags here. And literally every three minutes, the doorbell's ringing and people are like, why, why are you ordering this ice? At one point, there were three Instacart drivers. And I asked one of them, he's just looking so confused as he's going back and forth in 110 degree weather. like, And he's looking like, why are there three Uber drivers delivering ice, right? And we're taking him in. <laughs> and I looked at him. I lock, locked eyes with him. And I go, don't you want to know why we ordered so much ice? And he goes, absolutely. <laughs> and I go, it's for our pool. And he goes, you think this is going to do something? And I was like, it's stupid, right? And he just was like, I don't understand why you're doing this. And so he left and thought we were dumb. Right. So we put 65 bags of ice in the pool. And, you know, it didn't really do that much. But it brought it down a bit. Yeah. So now the pool water has gone up, though. Yeah. And the ice is melting, like, instantly. So then the last Uber driver comes, and she says, I'm really sorry. There was, like, only eight bags. Because <laughs> you guys And we're like, yeah, because we bought them from the entire city. Right. right. And so we were just wondering, I guess my sister tells her, if we give you money, would you please go and get us as many bags of ice as you can get? Because we realized 65 wasn't enough. So my sister tells her, she says, yeah, I'll do it. She's gone for like an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And all the girls in the house think that she got like we gave her $90. Right. right? And we, she they think she stole our money. And right. I'm like, I don't know that she would do that. Like we have right. access to her. She was the last delivery person. We could leave a review. Like, I don't think she would do that. I'm assuming positive intent. This woman pulls up like right when everyone writes her off. And she has in her car, you guys, it's like a Camry or something, Toyota Camry sedan she's got a baby in a car seat her husband's driving and she's in the front she opens her door and in like where her feet are are bags of ice in the back by the baby up to the ceiling is bags of ice and in the back of the trunk is all ice 20 pound bags of ice and she came through not to mention her husband worked for an ice company and he was like so tomorrow random. if you want more we can bring more so that was like a win in right. so many ways right so we dump it in and then now it's like Okay. And then we run water in the pool and basically kind of overflow it. And so the water is like circulating. <laughs> and so it was like loungeable. Right. It right. wasn't like you're cooling off, but it Wait, was like tolerable. But even deep into the, when you got deeper into the water, like did you dive in or everyone was kind of like we're, staying? Well, we got in and we we're trying to swoosh it around right, and right. like create some circulation. Yeah. But you all, I mean, with hair and stuff, you probably weren't diving in. We like were crazy. not. Yeah. This is yeah. a smaller pool. <laughs> oh, okay. So the thing is, is like, we made it work 
And I'm just going to tell you, if that ever happens, you need 150 bags of ice. So (laughs) you're little. Oh, maybe guys put a couple of bags of ice. You know what? That sounds pretty good. Like, so if you did, if it's a 15,000 ratio, (laughs) right? Yeah. 15,000 gallons, you need 150 bags of ice. And it's a 10% ratio. By the way, (laughs) we spent about three, four hundred dollars on ice. Yeah. So then the next day. I think that's more of a 1% ratio. You're right. Yeah. So then the next day we were like, okay, we can't do this again. We're not spending another couple hundred dollars on ice. So it got hot again? Um, it didn't get hotter, but it wasn't cool. Like right. it wasn't like cooling you off. So we went to my sister's hotel, my sister-in-law's hotel, uh, figured out how to sneak people into the pool. And Dirty. sorry at the Fremont Hotel. <laughs> and we lounged there and the water was cool. So I was like, how on earth how are these doing? Austin people telling me that, oh, in the summer we don't get in our pool? The hell you don't. It's hot as hell. Right. And that pool was cold. So I was like. And they have public pools that I'm sure they keep. They did. Yeah. So, yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's my what in the world. A boiling hot pool, which is the highlight of your stay at an Airbnb. So ask questions, I think, is the the rule But those, you know, I mean, then you get into this kind of territory, which we were when we were traveling to Italy, is where these questions are these, there's, there's things that you should know, but the question never comes to you to ever ask. Well, you can't I would ask never, a question if you don't know that it's a problem. Right. So I would never know to ask, hey, just curious, what's the temperature of the pool that we're going like, to- Never. I would never- I know was now. Like, pool. Yeah. I, you know. I know now. And I think- and I guess maybe because the cover and then maybe because Texas, it, it doesn't cool off at night like it does in California. Like we can have a hundred degree day in California mm-hmm. and then it'll drop it'll down to 70. To, yeah. Right. It and never. So, right. so it was 114 one day. It dropped down to 107 at 2 a.m. in the morning. I was like, you guys got to be joking me. Like, there's silly. not a break. You don't turn the heat off. Like, so right. What's instantly, the point of the sun going down if yeah. it's not going to get cooler? So the reason I went, went on Wednesday, remember, because the party actually started on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The reason I went Wednesday was because we were maybe going to buy an investment property. You called me and you said, did you find us a house? And what I say? You said, you said, we're not living we're here. Not here. <laughs> we are not living they here. They don't turn off the heat. Nope. <laughs> we are not. I didn't even look really because I was right. like, I would never live here. Yeah. Y'all can't use your pools in the summer. So um, all that to say that like we spent, you know, three, four nights in a hotel, not in a hotel, in an Airbnb right. with eight women who all were different walks of life. Like yeah. some of these people are in their 20s, 30s. I'm in my 40s, right? So different generations, different experiences, different walks of life. My sister-in-law is British mm-hmm. from London. My my sister's friends are from high school. They've been, you know, partying together for a decade, decades. Right. Her new sister-in-law is Muslim. She wears a hijab, right? And so we're just like, how do we find fun to make this enjoyable for everyone? You know, also my sister from London, my sister-in-law, she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't want to be in a club. Like her idea of fun is not to be in a club. It's art galleries. Well, my sister who we're celebrating doesn't want to go to an art gallery. She wants to party, right? Right, right. Well, what if you don't like this music? What if this music is offensive? What if this is not your cup of tea? And so that kind of brings me to why I wanted to talk about this. We've been traveling. We traveled with a family in Italy and everything's about compromise, Mm -hmm. right? And it just like led me to kind of ask questions around like to our audience. How much do you find yourself compromising when it comes to relationships or for 
the health or enjoyment in situations like this. We're at a bachelorette party. We're celebrating my sister. You're going to have to do some things maybe you don't like to do, right? right? right. And then when you're in situations where you're like all trying to get somewhere, like who foots the bill for the Uber? Are you one of those people that like offers to pick up the tab at dinner? Are you one of those people that's like going to pay for a round of drinks, right? Or are you like "Mm, not going to do it? Are you one of those people that's willing to take one for the team and maybe sleep on the floor if that's what's required? Are you one of those picky people that's like, "Mm, that's not my thing, not going to go there. I'll sit at home. Maybe it makes people feel bad. I don't know. And so I just thought we had a great time yeah, and we didn't have any issues. But I just thought, isn't it amazing the dynamic between all of these different women from all different walks of life? And how would you act? Like, yeah. are you the one that's really giving, that's really generous, that's the life of the party? Or are you like the, I don't want to say the Debbie Downer, but like the complainer? Like, are you always freaking car sick? Are right. you, you know, have all these dietary restrictions? Not that those things are problems, but I think how you show up in those situations could be really big problems in situations like that. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Like, I think that, like, you said something I think is super important because compromises are directly impact the health of a situation, mm-hmm. right? Because or the enjoyment. Well, of yeah, a situation. It, it, which which I, what I mean by right. health, like mm-hmm. if you want this to be a healthy, fun, great time, mm-hmm. compromises will have to be made. Absolutely. And I think that you, you when you get to, in groups of in, with individuals, I think you're right. You have to decide like what's going to be something you compromise, and mm-hmm. how will you show up to that when you do compromise? Because we all know someone that call themselves compromising, but they have a shitty attitude when it's time to like show up for that compromise, right? Maybe they overreact. Maybe they're rude to the waiter when they feel like they're not getting the proper service. Like that is so cringy for me. If I'm with someone and you're rude to the staff, I can't be around you. Like it's so cringeworthy for me. When you, when we're traveling, you lose your luggage. We're the kind of people that are like, hey, this is really unfortunate, but we're not going to let it get us down. And I want to like not come off as like, oh, we're so perfect because we are not. Right. But I guess the point of this is like to find enjoyment in situations like vacations, large group gatherings, even in your place of employment, there's an element of compromise that is required. And I don't know how often we actually address that. And then also self-reflect to say like, am I a compromising person? Or am I like, no, I don't feel like eating Mexican tonight. Yeah. Uh, and it's, Okay. It, Everybody and- else does, <laughs> you know, like those things, they create really awkward situations. Right. And then someone's going to talk about you after. Well, I think that that has to do with maturity, right? right? You think about the girls when they were younger and we would say, what do you guys want to eat? They were far less able to compromise because there were certain things they just would, did not like yeah. and they didn't want to compromise that. And so there's this fine line of like, like you have a certain level of standards that you want for whatever you do, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's this level of compromising your expectations. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you're mentioning around like when we lose our luggage and and when things don't go well, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to say, well, I'm willing to compromise my level of expectations for this particular situation in order to maintain the health of the greater good of Mm -hmm. this trip or this relationship, right? And so whether it be, you're with a group of people and a certain person is like, you know, has, you know, beliefs mm-hmm. that, you know, okay, well, I want to make sure this person feels seen and heard. Mm-hmm. So you may compromise certain things that you would normally do right. because they're not a very really big deal to you, but they're a really big deal to that person. Right. 
And I think the point is we could be more thoughtful yeah. in situations like that. And I just want to be clear, like we had a great time. Right. Everyone was respectful. But it just anytime you have tons of different personalities together and then people don't know each other, like I don't know that you have social anxiety. I don't know that you have an eating uh, restriction. I don't right. know that your personal beliefs do not, you know, include gun laws or, right. you know, going out to a club or drinking or cussing or whatever. And I think we show up as ourselves and you kind of hope that people are accepting, which I think you should. Right. But I also think that you should be compromising your tolerance in situations like that. Maybe you don't want to hang out with someone that cusses a lot, but they do. That doesn't make them a bad person. Right. I think you need to open up your mind, right? Yeah. Maybe going to a club's not your thing, but if you're there for a bachelorette party, I think compromising, which everybody did a great job of, those things are important. All right. So successful bachelorette party. We had a great time when I came back, which was on Sunday. That was great. And then turned around and left again on Friday for my sister's henna party. She had right. a men Mendy party. She's marrying a guy who's Afghani and his family wanted to throw a henna bridal shower for her and kind of, you know, just exercise their culture right. and share it with our family. And so they asked Kayla and I to come. They asked Kayla to participate, which she was happy to do. Didn't know what that entailed, right? <laughs> yeah. So we went, they told us like what kind of dresses to buy, what they were going to be wearing. They were offering to share their clothes, their jewelry, their tikas, like everything with us. And this was a totally new experience for us, right? So at first, Kayla was like, is this cultural appropriation? And I was like, no, this is cultural appreciation. Yeah. Like they're asking us to participate. They want us to try on their culture. And so this is our way of being respectful and like diving into it. Right. Right. They were so kind, so appreciative, so helpful, so just wonderful and loved that we were willing to do whatever we needed to do to participate in right. this like ceremony. And that's the special thing, because I think that that is a compromise in itself. Like, I think that everyone has a tradition of how yep. a bridal shower should mm -hmm. go. And then making allowing yourself to be open to this new and different thing that's uncomfortable, right? Right? Like you, I mean, yeah. th th there's dancing involved, your comfort, yeah, compromising your comfort and showing up for someone mm -hmm. because you know it's special to them. Yeah. To me, that's that's a level of discipline too, because you think about like how often you run into situations that you feel should go a certain way, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be a wedding, a bridal shower, or a trip. And you can't fight the feeling or that urge to try to force it to be something that it's maybe not turning out to be or mm -hmm. maybe that it shouldn't be, right. right? Or that's like you going into the bachelorette party and saying, I'm going to force it to be exactly what I want it mm -hmm. to be, even though there's seven other people that right. have perspectives and ideas mm -hmm. and ways to make it special. Yeah. And I think that that takes discipline because I think that we we naturally want to go to the things that are more comfortable, but fighting that feeling and going with the uncomfortable is powerful. So I think that there's times where you should compromise your comfort. Yeah. And my sister, Richland, who's getting married, she's the bride to be, you know, her new in-laws took her shopping. They bought her all of these, you know, this outfit, which was beautiful, hand beaded, spent a fortune right. to like have her just be a part of their culture. She was the main event at this, you know, party. 
And there was about 100 people there, like people that didn't speak her language, that didn't understand what she was saying, that have never seen her or met her before, that she was going to be sitting on basically this throne, partaking in a cultural experience on a pedestal with all eyes on her, not knowing what the hell to do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so I was so proud of her because she just went with it. Yeah. And. They were like, okay, we're going to do this big, even even our daughter Kayla, like they put, she had a great outfit. They gave her a tika, which is like the jewel that rests on your forehead. I got to say, I had a great invention and I was like, this does not seem like it's going to stay on. So what if we glue it to our foreheads with eyelash glue? So then I glued every woman's like, <laughs> and they were like, this is a game changer. So I contributed positively. Uh, that was great. And I loved my tika. Yeah. After the party, I was like, okay, we can take these off now. And Kayla was like, I don't want to take it off. When will I wear this again? (laughs) It's so pretty. So we had such a great time. But my sister, you know, was basically presented. Yeah. So Kayla and some other cousins like came out, did a dance. I was so proud of Kayla. She got thrown in, right? Yeah. And they were just like, oh, it's not a big deal. You're going to dance. And I just like looked the other way because I was like, <laughs> she's a performer. She's an actress. She can figure it out. Yeah, and yeah. she never once complained. She never once said, I don't want to do this right. or I don't know what I'm doing. Or she just watched, observed. They said it wasn't a big deal. And then, you know, the curtain opened. They come out. She's just following the girl in front of her. And did what the girl in front of her did. And that's it. I was so proud of her. And she had a great time. Right. And then my sister Richland, same thing. She's like, okay, well, when I walk out, what do I do? And they were like, just look serious. And so she had like resting bitch face. And I was like, (laughs) dude, smile. And so it was just interesting. Like our family was watching like um, she won't look this way and take a picture But it was just great because she was like not knowing what she was supposed to be doing. She did a great job. And then they sat her on this like throne on this pedestal by herself. And then I was like, okay, how much time should I let go by before I go rescue her? Can I? Does she have to sit up there like on display the whole party? Like, what do we do? And it just was something we all figured out. She did it with a smile. She was very gracious And we wanted to experience their culture. So we did whatever they told us to do. Get up and dance with us. Well, we don't know how to dance. I could have said that. Right. But we were like, okay, we're just going to follow you. And they were so appreciative that we were willing to just experience their culture. Yeah. And so it was just a really fun experience. And so that kind of just led me to ask our audience, like, what do you do in situations like that? It's not your culture. It's not something you're familiar with. Do you have anxiety listening to this story? Do you like, are you one of those people that's like, I wouldn't do it. I'm, I don't have enough confidence. Or are you thinking about the greater good? Like you're marrying into this family. This is important. They put all this money into throwing this event and including yeah. your family. Like get up and do the dances. You know? Yeah. And, and you're so funny because you mentioned uh, reading a book uh, about fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think about like one of the things you just you were sharing with me about like things that become core memories. And really one of the things that kind of resonate with me is, is that when you immerse yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we talked about it uh, on a prior episode when we went to a wedding that was Syrian Syrian mm-hmm. and it was we ch- we just immersed ourselves yep. and and we have this thing where when we go to something new we kind of make an agreement like okay let's go all in yeah. and i think there's a difference between just compromising and just you know tolerating it and versus, then, versus going all in, going all in yeah. and immersing yourself because then that's when you really find out like yeah. oh my god the joy and what others see in it mm-hmm. is that you you fully like put yourself in that in that place and I think that doing that is it's a big deal because yeah. 
I think if you half step it or if you half ass and then you you, you act all weird, you act all it. weird, and then all of a sudden you just like you you give all into the discomfort and then you just want out, yeah. right? Instead of saying, "Let me just go all yeah. in in this." And my sister danced all night, That's you know, great. with all these women who didn't even speak her language, she didn't know, but somehow they're family or friends. And we had a really fun time and it was an unforgettable experience. So shout out to Mitchell's family for, you know, not only spending the money, but also including us. And what a great thing that two families are coming together and they actually like each other. Yeah. Like a lot of families, I think they don't like their in-laws. Right. And that's a problem. I think that's the thing you have to like. Immerse yourself too, because you know there's a compromise. The uncomfortability of like, hey, this is not someone I would normally hang out with. But because of the situation, I can still make it fun. Yeah. And so I think when people listen to this, I think the question that may be out there is like, then where is the line, mm-hmm. right? Where is the line of the things that you would not compromise on? Yeah. And I think you have to be clear with yourself of what that is as well. But I think that also you have to ask yourself and do a quick assessment, like what's at stake in this moment? Mm-hmm. Like what what would happen if I do give into this? Well, a lot of times it's like uh, hum- like I'm going to be humiliated. I'm mm-hmm. going to be embarrassed. Like I'm nervous because I don't know what to do. It's like you don't want to give up that uncertainty or give in because of the uncertainty. And again, when we got invited to that wedding, we the wedding was not in English. Right. And then we were like, what if we go to this reception and like none of the music is in English? And we were like, that could be fun. Yeah. Like, Let's just go with it. We'll go all in. We partied so hard. Like, right. We were literally sweating right. and on the dance floor the entire night. We'd never been to a wedding so much fun in our lives. Right. And that was a, like you said, it becomes a core memory. And so being willing to like look ridiculous and know that for the greater good, that family just wanted to see us participate. Right. We would have looked so stupid if we were like, no, it's embarrassing. No, we don't know how. No. I need to be sitting there on the sidelines, missing out on all this potential fun. Even though you feel you look ridiculous, they're just happy that you're engaging. Yeah. And it goes back to like how we started the episode. Like we talked about what things we would eliminate from the world mm-hmm. of the things that we do not like. And, you know, I said, hey, I can get rid of pizza because I'm lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. But you better believe when I was in Italy, I was eating pizza. Right. Right. With I don't lactate pills. With, with lactate they pills. should sponsor this episode. <laughs> yeah. And the, the crazy thing is that when I did not take the lactate pills, I was OK. So there's something a little bit different going on over there. I just want to take uh, a poll, though. Like, are our listeners lactose intolerant? Is this like a prominent thing? Because... You're starting to pass this down to the girls, and two out of the three girls are now experiencing discomfort of lactose intolerance. Well, it's something I will tell you over time, but it became worse for me. Right. Right. And technically, scientifically, everybody's lactose intolerant. I understand that. Right. But But I just happen to have. Until it doesn't. Until it doesn't. Until you find out like all the little aches and pains that you may have is coming from the inflammation yeah. from cheese. You can talk about but, cheese. But but, I'm, but to my point is saying it's like even on a, on a trip like that on something I would probably normally stay away from or, or really have, you immerse yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because culturally you're trying to embrace. You're not traveling just to take with you your old things, right. your old habits and routines. You're traveling to learn new things, right? Yeah. You, you embrace seven other women to learn seven other women and how they live their lives. And and I think that that is experiencing living. And so I think when you were talking about the fun book, I was like, wow, when you think about that, like that's fully living all out is when you 
open th- your, your heart to things that normally you wouldn't yeah. so that you can experience them so that you can say, hey, I'm actually alive. I could feel discomfort. That's part of living. Yeah. And so sidebar, Viola Davis has a book. I think it's called Finding Me. And mm-hmm. I've been reading it on my plane travels. And she talks about this part where she took a trip to Africa and like found herself because she was willing to fully immerse herself in the culture. Yeah. And so she was like, I took all the shots that were required and then some because I wanted to eat everything that they eat and just experience it fully. So she's at this like village kind of ritual one night and they're making like this rice and seasoning and spices and stuff. And they pass this massive bowl around and it's got meat and it's a dish, an African dish. And people are just taking like scoops of it and eating it like with their hand. Like that's not something I would normally do. <laughs> but if I'm in Africa and I want to really right. be immersed, then I do it. And she said it was wonderful. I wound up eating it the whole time I was there. I lost 15 pounds. Like it was great. And she didn't have any regrets. Mm. You would have regretted passing the bowl saying, oh, no, sorry, don't yeah. do Ooh, this. Yeah, you need to like, use a hand sanitizer. Yeah, this is not really clean. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying you should eat dirty food. But I'm saying when <laughs> you, you travel – then you should understand like we're seeking familiarity. We want like you went to Italy. You wanted bacon and eggs for breakfast. Right. That's not what they do in Europe. Right. They have a pastry and coffee right. and they start their day. Right. And so you had to accept you're not going to get bacon and eggs and French toast. Deal with it. Eat the pastry. Right. Right. And so many people are just like they travel, they get out of America or wherever and they want things to be their way. And I think that that is a compromise that you need to look at and not only like be willing to immerse yourself, but like be excited for the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. And there was only one thing that you were not going to negotiate with. What? And that was your Parmesan cheese, even though the Italians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they were like, you're going to put so Parmesan cheese crazy. on that? I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> she had yeah. two, two uh, waiters that were like. Don't put what? that on there. No, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. No. They, like, they, they, they were kind of like shunning it. Like, yeah. no, we'll bring it to you. Yeah. But we really don't want to bring it to so you. So I did a bunch <laughs> of research. They really like just clean food. Mm. It's only tomatoes. It's only basil. It's only cheese on the margarita pizza. I'm sorry. I just need some seasoning. Like, I need something. I ate it five times the way it was supposed to be. And I've realized I really want Parmesan cheese on it, right? So, yeah. Two waiters were like, no, no. don't put that on. I'm like, please. So yeah. yeah, I I compromised at first and then I was like, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. Anyways. Well, it was acceptable. So yeah. Anyways, I think that's that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about today was like your ability to compromise, your ability to get out of your comfort zone. And then just quickly, th- maybe we do a follow-up episode on things you should never compromise, but you did find a quick list. What are those things? Yeah. So a quick list of things that well, you if you don't look at the list, what are things you should never compromise? Uh, you should never compromise. The, your your family, right? Like put them in a compromise. Like put them in a comp. Like do something that you're embracing something, but you're also putting them in jeopardy. Yeah. Right. So don't compromise that. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. a, I think that's a no brainer. But I think Is you still gotta like say it. When right? Will Smith slapped, you know, Chris Rock, like he compromised. Yeah, his I think wife, when you were family. Yeah. yeah, when you're in a place of of position of either power or yeah. your role is significant in your in your family in your family. I think that you want to make sure that the things that you're doing is yeah. not compromising them. So the agree? collateral damage to to this family is significant. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree that the collateral damage to Will Smith's actions impacted Jada more than Will? I think so, because I think people toss and turn of, of her likability, mm-hmm. right? And so I think people 
overwhelmingly like Will Smith. He's a very likable person. Yeah. And I think at times they feel like they don't like him as much as they blame it on, um, yeah, which, which is, is not terrible. fair, yeah. right, at all. But I think that that's kind of how the mob thinks. It's like, yeah. oh, Jada. And uh, even the memes and the things that came out after yeah. that were about Jada, Jada not about, do it, yeah. yeah, not about Will Smith slapping yeah. someone. Right? Okay, what else should you not compromise? I say you should not compromise your integrity. Mm. Like that to me is like, I'm going to be peer pressured to do something I know is wrong and I'm not going to compromise and I think integrity. You, to go a little further, when you say integrity, you mean like integrity to your values, mm -hmm. integrity to yeah. your, uh, to keeping yourself honorable. Right? I think it's more about honorable. Like I can have values and you can have different values and we can still be in harmony. I can compromise on right. stuff like that. But like, if I know that I should not kill someone and you're wanting me to kill someone, I'm not going to compromise my integrity. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I, and I think that's something I hope kids take, like, because mm -hmm. they, they're in positions all if the you time know right where peer and pressure wrong. is going to compromise yeah. their integrity. Mm -hmm. I think you can't compromise your physical and your, and your mental health. Okay. Right. I think that if putting yourself in an environment is going to damage you somehow mm -hmm. physically and then mentally, and I want to be really, careful about the, the mental health and we're not we're not like people sometimes confuse discomfort for right. for a, an element of discomfort to their mental health or damage to their mental health mm -hmm. discomfort being uncomfortable putting a you know being in situations where you feel embarrassed is not That's damaging not compromising to your, your mental <laughs> health. Yeah, yeah your mental health i'm talking about like someone tormenting you mm -hmm. or, or treating you in a way where you can't recover right. in, like in an abusive way. relationship right, or right, something right. okay read uh, the list what else, what's on there? all right so big life decisions so this is really about like in relationships kind mm -hmm. of big life decisions. So if your goal is to have kids and to get married in your relationship where someone doesn't want to do that, leave them. Yeah. You should, you should start, yeah. you, you start all over. Okay. Uh, hobbies and passions. I think that's important because a lot of your life force comes to the things that you do in recreation, like mm -hmm. being able to say, like if you got in a relationship, you say, hey, you can't, no longer can you read anymore. I don't want you to read. I hate when you read. Well, right? yeah, that's a big problem in <laughs> right. Afghanistan right, right now. Right, right, right. Or you can no longer, I don't like it when you ride your motorcycle. You can't do that anymore. Right, right. So don't compromise that. Yeah, you, unless you feel like, yeah, I think you you have to keep the things that I think bring you passion. That's enjoy. an interesting one because I think when you get married and you start to have kids, you do compromise all your passions. Like you don't really have time for Because I think it goes to the other stuff. thing yeah. we're talking about, it jeopardizes the family. Like yeah. if you fall off a motorcycle, we're yeah. all of shit's Okay, creek, next. Right? <laughs> your culture. You shouldn't compromise your culture. Yeah, you shouldn't compromise your culture. So I think that um, we, we just talked about a cultural yeah. event that you were at. And I think if if your sister would have said, nope, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Now, can we make it more American? Right. Or now they're compromising. can you not wear your hijab or like that's you shouldn't compromise. That no, stuff. like those are things that I think are, are, are essential to you. Yes. Your right. goals are another thing. If you have goals that you want. So you were just talking about Mitchell having mm -hmm. like very specific goals yeah. that he's not willing to compromise. Yeah. What do you think if you had a child that wanted to be a rapper, but they weren't very like talented at it? Would you want them to compromise their goals? If I have a child that wants to be a rapper, not good at it. Um, I would yeah. like if you came to me today and you were like, I'm gonna quit my job and I wanna pursue like my acting career. 
with no acting experience, like, I don't know that I, I would say, like, mm, you shouldn't compromise your goals, honey. You should do it. Like, no, because I think that goes to the first thing. You compromise thing. your family. You compromise your family, <laughs> right? right? So you, you got to have a pillar in yeah. there somewhere that's like, okay, this one catches all. Um, so your goals, um, your idea of fun. Mm -hmm. Don't and compromise then, your idea of fun, unless it's at the expense of others. Okay, tell me more. Like if your idea of, you know, fun is like making fun of people or oh. putting them down or belittling people and you're a bully, you should compromise that. You definitely should compromise okay. that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I think self-love. So like if you, you like you like massages, I think we mm -hmm. both like massages. We like, you know, if someone says, I, you know, I can't stand when you meditate, mm -hmm. you know, please stop meditating. Like I, yeah. I think you have to say, no, no thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. So I think those are things that I think are, are really important yeah. um, that you want to maintain. But I think all those things you can maintain while still compromising to be a part of a group in a way that's healthy for you and authentic. Yeah. And I think that um, when you're participating in like an event like that, I don't think any of those things are being compromised. Yeah, agree. Also, before we end this episode, can I just show you like my henna? I have henna tattoos all over me and I'm obsessed with them and I want them every week. Yeah. I actually want to go see our tattoo guy and just be like, just make it all permanent. But I'd be <laughs> really tatted up. So, Like on your top of your hand? I, I really like it. It's so pretty. I don't know. Yeah. That's I just, I want to go to another henna party. Okay. We so, could just, you know, have your own henna party. I, I was quite disappointed that I didn't marry an Afghani. Yep. I just got to say, just kidding. Kidding. But it is fun to experience right. that culture with a different, um, with another family and they're right. so welcoming. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got some good insight. I hope you know what things you should be compromising maybe more on and what things you should never compromise. So if this episode was helpful, please share it with a friend or a family member, someone you know that's getting married that either loves or hates their in-laws. Please share it with them. If you have a party coming up and you're worried about everybody getting along, share this episode with them. Maybe make some pre-commitments. Yep. And then one of the things that we did was, I mean, I don't even know if the girls enjoyed it, but I took an itinerary and I said, hey, can you and her be in charge of whatever activities we're going to do on this day? Can you and her be in charge of this? Because I was trying to solicit, like, I don't want to just tell everybody what to do. Yeah. It may have been a burden for some of them. It may have been really enjoyable. But one of my sister's friends, Kim, she went hardcore on the games and brought some really great games. That's cool. So I think that having an opening contribution is always helpful in situations like that. Anyways, push through and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through